She was God's child, so he had thought. One of the ones that the universe looks after because, for whatever reason, they didn't end up here on this seething orb of self-serving fuck-ups with the tools to fend for themselves, so he thought. Dumber than a box of rocks, he'd thought, but as delicate and as lovely as an orchid, and she smelled like vanilla ice cream. She was the sort of vacuous that could be beyond sexy when the sexy wore it. And he had not been looking for a lover that would be anything more than that. Sexy, immediate, and unencumbering ever after. He had few other reasons to subject himself to a barroom sensory barrage of boisterous humanity. Everywhere else, feeling the oppressive weight of its incurious tumbling on, he navigated around the dumb motion of the masses as best his own too human condition could manage. The only thing to be gotten by braving the concentration of festering crowd psychology that a Friday night tavern contained was the prize of some pretty diversion intent on receiving him without superfluous ceremony. Something sweet and soft to distract his embattled heart and sate his hunger for an hour or two without making of itself a nuisance in the a.m., and she came dancing up to him from out of the aggregate of noise and dark and compressed bodies in a joint in Seattle, and stood at the bar staring at him, blankly, as her hips swayed to the bass beat of the Isley Brothers singing Caravan of Love. She was waif-like and boyish, and yet a salient feminine insistence perfused the air around her. It imbued her formlessness and seduced by waiting, patiently, present more than purposeful, vacantly expectant, available more than inviting, to be seduced. And when she turned from him and leaned across the bar to ask the bartender for tequila, he found himself staring at a tattoo of Winnie the Pooh, holding a red balloon floating upward between her shoulder blades. He said it bespoke her when she returned to him and when she stared back at the comment with the same serene, unresponsive expression superimposed upon her gentle face, neither acceptance nor rejection in her eyes of green. He assumed that she didn't know the word bespeak, or what it would have had to do with her tattoo. She handed him a double shot and threw another down her throat, and then she stood stone still and watched him, waiting for him to follow and waiting attentively on the liquor to find some place in her belly that stirred something beyond impassivity. When it did, she smiled, a thick, kissing mouth, almost too broadly for her fine features, then waited again. Then he drank, and she began again to sway, her narrow hips holding afloat by some anomaly of physics or feat of sublime witchcraft, a pair of beltless cargo pants, as if they hung precariously by invisible hooks upon her pelvic bones, and might, upon nothing more than the right thought rising to qualify the air between them, fall from her waist and surrender to him her sex beneath.